1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed, and this is Merrick Larwood. Hello, film listeners,
2: listening this. Uh... It's going to be one of those ones. Um, Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Interstellar, reading some of your
1: bloody letters. Yeah. And And we're also going to be talking about the film of our guest here, Mr.
0: Dave McNeil. Hello. Thanks for having me back, guys. It's a pleasure as always. (laughs) Um,
1: Thanks, Dave.
2: I was trying to spread it out as long as possible so oh, the right. I I to sit there in silence because they can't really say anything until the name's
1: mentioned.
0: Well, shall I edit this bit out and then we'll just talk? No, more. let him talk. So I can say anything, that's all I want now. If you're going to edit it out.
1: What, what films have you brought us previously, Dave? Do you remember?
0: Um yeah, the, the, the last, I don't think I brought one in the last time, um, I think we talked about a field in England, and Okay. the time before that it was the Wild Geese, which was my yes, film yes. Fandango debut.
1: Yes, it was, good film Wild Geese, I hadn't seen that one before. Yeah. Oh, it is a cracker. Yes, well I'm looking forward to this week's cracker. I only watch films from the 70s, so <laughs> it's, uh, you know.
2: Well, first of all, before you two start banging on like you were in love with each other, yeah. um Let's talk about Interstellar. I want to go and see it. It's the Bloomin' Blockbuster. Space Blockbuster. It's such a blockbuster, you can't... You can't say the word... Space, say do you
0: know you can't say Blockbuster
1: in space? You can't. That's you how... In space, no one can hear the
0: word Blockbuster. Yeah, <laughs> That's how they know when they've, they've gone into orbit. block Okay, do the Blockbuster check. Blockbuster. There we go. We're in space. We're in
2: space. <inaudible> <inaudible> in space. <inaudible> 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 it is Christopher Nolan's latest offering. Um... Starring Matthew McConaughey and um, that uh, really annoying... um,
1: Anne Hathaway? Yeah.
2: Do you not like Anne Hathaway? No.
1: Why? Overly sincere. (laughs) You want a bit of insincerity from your actors. A bit of sarcasm in the eyes that they're not really into it. She's overly sincere in everything. Okay.
2: Um, It's set in this... I'll tell you a bit about it, shall I? Yeah. Please. Well, for one, it's very bloody long. Yeah, well, it's a Nolan, isn't Chemical it?
1: Typical Nolan. He's, he's now that he can sort of... Uh, has a licence to print money, he seems to be able to... no-one's going to edit down his films at all. Yeah. you see some of his commercials. Well,
2: it is going to space, so it's quite, it does take quite a long time. <laughs> um, Matthew McConaughey is living in this sort of there's no date set in the future where the dust is coming on earth and it's gradually losing its um,
0: 2067
2: something around there maybe I don't think it's that late even something's happened all the crops are dying and and Matthew McConaughey somehow gets recruited by this uh, space station and he used to be a foreign pilot and goes into space to find a world that can save the human race
0: well, well, you mean the human race is going to move to it
2: well that's the plan yeah
0: it's, it does.
2: I mean that that has done that's been it's a plot
0: it's been done very many times before hasn't it yeah. it has it's a bit like Noah's Ark, isn't it? I yeah, um, or, or the, uh, the
1: entire over-arc of Battlestar Galactica. I was about to it,
0: that's very true. Uh, um, any more,
2: any more, any more, any more.
1: Any and and, and the
0: Sunshine, of course, the Danny Boyle one, but this is a, a bit different. One and there, and uh, The Animals of Farthing Wood, of course, Yeah, was exactly that. That's what he based this off. I
1: think yeah. it is. <laughs> it's uh, a cross
2: between The Animals of Farthing Wood and <laughs> uh,
1: Battlestar Galactica. Or oh, Contact, probably, which uh, another space film with Matthew McConaughey in it.
2: But why should you go and watch this film? Uh, uh, the, I watched it at the Muscle Hill Odeon I'm going to moan again about the bleed from, from screen three from, you yeah. know small screens it was just a really terrible bleed coming in from the noise it, it shouldn't be that
0: it's too light in there as well you can see all the uh, sort of signs did they leave the lights it's on well, no but it's like one of those really art deco sort of old cinemas yeah.
1: Yeah. not the big one not the big screen I, went
2: oh, yeah. screen one. I was in, in screen three and the subsidiary the small screens when they so played. where
1: was the bleed from from screen one from screen, one. screen two uh,
2: the one next door
1: well, anyway. That's not good enough. I mean, not to bang on about this every week, but cinema is an event, and if if they're not if they're not making it event worthy, then you may as well stay at home. Yeah, it's bullshit. Bullshit me. Um, so
2: I think ideally, there's like a two thousand and one film that, and he was Christopher Nolan was saying he, he, that everyone should go and watch it in seventy uh, millimeter. You know, mm. so, it, so it looks much more beautiful. You should go and see it in the big screen because I think you can't really. Grasp epicness of it, the scale, yeah, yeah. Um, and Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack, which is amazing. Yeah, it's his stuff's always really good. I'm
1: glad someone's that. giving him work because he he's rarely scores films. No, he not anymore. <laughs> no, no
2: <laughs> I think Christopher is using quite a lot. Using Inception, yeah, right yeah, 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 but it just makes it. I'd be interested to watch it without the sound to see if it was anywhere
1: near as uh, well, just what it did, or just with a swanny whistle under it. See <laughs> if that ruins yeah. it,
0: or. <laughs>
2: Ooh, that song, do 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 do, we never know
0: for three hours without any dialogue at all, <laughs> and carry on sound effects. I mean, uh, guys,
1: this is what YouTube is for.
0: <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's good, but he's he's just in that
2: he does the same character as he's done in quite a few things. It felt like a bit like True Detective. It felt like a bit like a few of the roles he's done recently. In the serious sort of uh, brooding Matthew McConaughey that is now merged onto our screen. What is great about this is it goes down this space route. And without any spoilers, it just gets really weird and makes some decisions that you wouldn't normally see. You'd only see in French art house films you wouldn't see in mainstream horror blockbusters. Uh, he's got the sort of power now where he's uh, making films that uh, you watch the trailer and try and make it like this huge, exciting... Um, Epic. Yeah, mm. it's not. It's, it's quite a long, drawn-out film. about. It, it, uh, it's about time. And the passage of time, and how it's all interrelated and existence. So it's a bit similar to um, what's that one I really liked? Uh... Space one? No, the one with Q Grant acting
1: or playing different parts.
2: Uh, oh, Cloud Atlas. It's echoes of that some in some bits of it. And there's a bit of the. End. Does Matthew
1: McConaughey play a Chinese woman. No, he doesn't. Does he she brought... he only plays He so plays similar. a Chinese man. Oh, lovely. And a, <laughs> and a futuristic dystopian cannibal on
0: a horse. It's good that he's broadening his, his range, isn't it? Yeah, but they're very romantic cannibals uh, on horse And likeable. <laughs> yeah, really likeable. like <laughs> whimsical and, yeah. and very English Chinese. Very floppy hair. It was the most English Chinese I've ever seen in <laughs> one play. <laughs> um, th-
1: it sounds interesting, Merrick. I have to say, I, I, I am not that into Nolan, really, as a director. Mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy bits of what he does, not the whole Usually. So, The Dark Knight I've revisited as people, you know, celebrate as being sort of his first brilliant film, and it's a complete mess. Like, there's some fantastic performances in it, namely from Heath Ledger, yeah. and some brilliant. Plotted sequences like the bank heist at the beginning and the uh, and uh, you know the making the pen disappear and some of the stunts and the IMAX cinematography of Gotham and all of that. The story itself is an over bloated mess and he, it, it's a it's a complete mess. And I think he was more exposed as not knowing how to cut stuff in Dark Knight Rises, which is a boring mess. Hmm. You know, it's actually just as much of a mess as its predecessor, but it's just more dull. Um, and I didn't, I didn't like um, Inception that much either. I thought it kept having to explain what it was oh, doing I, all I the really time. Liked, yeah. I
2: really liked Inception. I preferred Inception to this. I really love Memento as well. Memento's fantastic, yeah. you're right. Memento is absolutely fantastic. Um, but this is... It's, it feels like I was talking to my friend James Branch, on the, who's a friend of the show on the phone, he said he, he also preferred Inception to it. it, seemed to have a bit more... Uh, it was a bit more plot driven it was just felt like it was just hanging off this idea you know when you're watching a film you think I can tell this is really really good mm. I can tell it's shot brilliantly the acting's good but I, and it's a spectacle but I don't know whether I in, enjoy it but I was moved by it and I was sort of trying to still work out how I feel about it but I think that and, that and that's what good cinema should be we've had some I put on our Facebook page and yeah. um, we've had a couple of um people write in. Do you want to read uh, them out? Maybe you'd like to read this man with a fantastic
1: uh, name, Sam Clack. Sam Clack! Okay, what's Sam Clack have to say? Um, I liked Interstellar, but it really didn't need to be nearly three hours long. Spectacular special effects and stunning sound. A degree in astrophysics slash quantum mechanics would have been useful for some of the film's more esoteric elements, of which there are few a few. Um, I mean, that's well, one thing. It, it, you'll make it sound more and more intriguing that it isn't it is,
2: just. It, it is intriguing. I mean, there's, lost there's, in space. You know, you could say that he skips. It's so so complex. The science about it is about time and what and the different dimensions, and that's what the film is about. And so there have been some complaints that the science of it doesn't add up. And Nolan no recently responded and said, "Oh, it's you know, this, his primary objective is to make an exciting film, not." Blooming science lesson, yeah. If you, if you want to learn,
1: then read a book,
2: yeah. Yes, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we've another email about uh, a Facebook thing about Interstellar from Ben Thomas Hyten. Um, he says, um, I'm just going off what Frank says. What is Frank? Oh, oh, that. oh, Frank O'Hanlon. I should read that. Uh, uh first of all, it's written about Interstellar. Um, I'll read out what he says. Um, just back um, from seeing Interstellar... Oh, what voice did I do? That one you are doing. Just yes. back from seeing Interstellar. It's not a, a, an utterly impeccable film. What's wrong with Frank? It's, it's really, <laughs> I'm re- worried about it, it. He says he's just back... Um... Oh, yeah, anyway. It's <laughs> not It's not an utterly impeccable film, perhaps with my... Brackets. Perhaps with my degree in theoretical physics. I, I felt really moved by it. Maybe more than that. It was immense. meant. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It, 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 it wasn't meant. <laughs> a friend of mine mentioned that it had also wobbled in a lot of choices um, of emphasis, which I should have recognised. The launch of the initial... Spoilers here. The launch of the initial rocket, the time skips, and a lot of it really brushed past when they could have done an immense short sequence. A lot of it was laboured, which could have moved along quickly, i.e. the beginning. Nevertheless, to my mind, it was easily produced nine francs, Especially when I compared it to the big, serious, mainstream sci-fi hulks of the last while. Avatar, Prometheus, Inception, Gravity. What's Gravity and Inception I actually have a fair whack going for them, I felt this was even better still. <laughs> then again, I'm a sucker for organ music and robots in the moon vein. What are you sucker for? Um, or- organ, organ music and robots in the moon vein. As in the moon, that's a pretty so funny
0: thing. Can- so how did you Frank?
2: He thinks it's good. Um, and also, Ben, reacting to that Ben thomas um would you want to read it on that Dave? if it's written in? I've
0: actually got my glasses
2: on. Oh, you are, so... <laughs> if you read from I'd Say Interstellar... Um,
1: uh, I'd say Interstellar was better in some ways than a lot of those films, but I only enjoyed Prometheus less. The third act completely falls apart. And there are some pretty huge lapses in logic, not to mention what felt like forced sentimentality at times. An absolute mercy on the biggest screen. Some sequences were breathtaking in IMAX, but overall, not one of Nolan's best. Well, there you
2: go. Well, incidentally, I'd give it eight marics. Really? I think, I, yeah.
1: What, I just want him to edit his stuff down I mean I've not seen this but it just sounds from what people are saying it's because
0: it's the same again it's just like why are you, why is mean, sk- all this in here it's a real skill to make a tight um, I quite like yeah. that about no because there's loads of padding around it and stuff and I you know in some ways you, you, you kind of know I kind of know what this is going to be like before I even go and watch it and you know you've got, you got know, it's going to be about it's about three hours long yeah. yeah so you know it's going to be about that sort of length of time and you, it's going to be quite go all over the place and stuff like that but I quite enjoy that about his films
1: I don't know I, fr- it frustrates me like in, like in Dark Nights where there's a whole sequence that takes about 20 minutes where he goes to China for a bit and he's like why he doesn't need to go <laughs> to Batman fights in Gotham what's yeah. he going to China
0: for but you do hate everything Chinese though don't you not everything Chinese <laughs> I like number 42 <laughs> the, uh, oh, 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 who doesn't the deep balls
2: uh oh oh dear <laughs> um, uh, right, so before we get on to your film, should we read a couple of emails? Do it. You can read the first one, Malik. OK. I'd like
1: to see, hear from Frank again. He, he interests me, but he also worried me at the same time. Yeah, tale. I hope he's better. Feeling feel him better. So if you do want to uh, contact us, and thank you
2: to all the people who have emailed, what, what do these people need to do? Well,
1: you can email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com, or if you want to uh, bicker with one another, then you can go to Facebook. .com forward slash film fandango, or simply tweet us at film fandango or at mr david reed or at marit larwood and
0: what's yours dave do you have twitter yeah i do um i just take my name in, in capital letters like i'm shouting it <laughs> at dave mcneil uh, dave mcneil yeah isn't it okay. david james mcneil or something no no it's just david mcneil oh, okay. in, in capital letters is your middle name james it is but I, I are you named after the Z- England
1: Z- football goalkeeper David James yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah he's always played a big part in our family <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's amazing though oh, one, okay, day. one day one day
2: here's an email from Alan from Battersea and he says Scottish South London hybrid uh. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello David hello American David I realised that this is a long email, so f- feel free to speed it up. Blah blah, blah 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 I've been catching up with the podcast <laughs> <laughs> after a holiday, and I'm just going to do that voice. Good. And just past the point where Merrick watched the awfully boring draft day, I had no intention of seeing it before I listened, but your review told me everything that I already thought was right. Sports films about sports itself. For a very niche audience, and lack anything else going on, and, on, on, m- m- and that, sorry, and the lack of anything else going on makes for a weird, really dull experience. Well, how about how about Goal Two? Well, I think, uh, he, or Soccer Dog. He He's yeah. continuing the best sport films <laughs> are i pointed out. Rose where a sport is, set, is the setting for a larger story. Even the most basic team must overcome adversity to win a big game plots are really about the overcoming of adversity, not the pain with sport in question.
0: What is the sporting
1: question? It was about American football.
0: Oh right. Was it called draft day? Yes yeah, shit. It's about the
1: admin of American football, uh, not
0: the actual game. I love the admin of American football. Can't <laughs> stand the game. game just
2: <laughs> Okay. The best of these films I've seen recently was on, on a Plane, was Trouble with the Curve, the 2012 Clint Eastwood actor-producing effort. It's about an aging baseball scout realising well, He's at near the end of his use after a lifetime in the game. The game isn't the important part. Most recently, I saw um, on long plane trips include... Sorry, I'm really breathing very really badly. I apologize, Alan. Um... More recent films I saw on non-trained trips include your recommendation, uh, Cavalry, which was simply excellent, the Lego movie, which I agree with, David was great, if sagging in the middle, I and How that. to Drain Your t- Dragon 2, which was nothing on the first one.
0: How to, tra- how to Train Your Dragon to do what? No, How to Train Your Dragon 2. Do what? No, just 2. Doesn't make any sense. You do what, mate? <laughs> That's the unfinished sentence. Do what? Two, two what? How, how to, to train your dragon. Do, to, 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 to do. To, to, to watch to do how what? to train your dragon, the first one.
2: How to train your dragon
0: to be as better,
2: so it's in, as as good as the first.
1: How to train your dragon to watch how to train your dragon. Yeah, that's basically the same formula as the human centipede two. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing it. No, neither the, have I. But, no yeah. interest. But it is a man obsessed with the film, the human centipede.
0: Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Anyway, Marek.
2: He goes on to talk about bad accents. We talk about that, and he says he's. My all-time favourite culprit for accents, however, remains Gerard Butler. He can't last two sentences or an accent without becoming Scottish again. In fact, he could de- barely do his own bloody Scottish accent without sounding ridiculous. See his part in Mrs Brown to see what I mean. Sounds like groundskeeper, Willie doing an impression of Schweck. Anyway, it's time I asked the question. So, given where I was when I saw the film listed above, what's the best thing you've watched on a flight? Something where the tiny screen, low audio quality, and bizarre re-editing didn't matter.
0: What was the question again? What's, What's the best, best film thing you've seen, seen on a flight? flight? Ooh, yeah.
1: I, I usually pick quite the wrong films to see on flights. Ones you wouldn't, wouldn't normally go to. Pick no, the, not, I, I, pick I usually the pick films. the schlocky... Because I go, oh, I'm, I'm quite tired, I'm in the mood mm-hmm. for something brainless. And so pick... Schlocky, big budget action films that really, on tiny little headphones and a tiny screen, are really pointless. Things like Pacific Rim or, uh, or The Wolverine. And it's just, oh, this is terrible. I did watch Flubber on, on a flight once when I was a, a lot younger.
2: The worst thing I've seen is Paul Blart's Mall Cop. Why did you watch
1: Paul Blart's Mall Cop? I think it was
2: about like the screen. You know when you're touching that screen, it's touch screen, you're banging your finger against it to try and skip films my screen was really rubbish I kept on getting to Paul Blatt's more cop (laughs) Uh, no matter what so I watched that
1: I I don't think I've ever seen a
2: Kevin James movie that is total shit the best ones I've seen is The Page Turner which is uh, what a surprise a French film about this um, uh, 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 somebody turns pages (laughs) sounds great Mm. (laughs) and I watched a a low budget film which was really really good Um, what nationality it was American.
0: American Goat.
2: and it was about. I'm trying to find <laughs> the actress that was in it.
0: Please can me for. No, got a classic.
2: You won't have heard of it. It's about a cult. It's about people who try and investigate a cult and get uh, involved in it. And it's called the sound of sound of my voice. Oh,
1: no. I've heard of that.
2: And it was shot on a seven D and really cheaply, budget, and it's always very good. Sound of my voice. It's got Britt Marling in it, who's in Babylon at the moment.
0: Yeah, she's good. She she wrote some loads of stuff, didn't she? I think so. Yes, I think she's got Another Earth. I think was one of the ones that she, uh, she did. Wrote. She write that. Yes, this. she's a very clever girl. <laughs> very clever. Hmm.
1: I uh, oh. recently saw Total Recall again. Speaking of clever girl, the remake or the original? Uh, the original. Okay. It was on television, and realised that. The line from Jurassic Park, Clever Girl, as he looks off to one side and, is, and then uh, devoured by Velociraptors, is actually lifted directly from Total Recall, uh, which did it first. Mm. But the, if you look online, if you ever Google clever, clever Girl, it's always about the meme that was created by Jurassic Park. Quite wrong. Quite, quite wrong. Mm. Uh, someone,
2: someone always comes in and takes the credit from the rifle
1: people. <laughs> from the poor underdog, Total Recall. Uh, I've got
2: a letter here which we can all... a question which we can all talk about before. Right. Can read
1: it out? Sure. This is from Stephen Higgins whose voice is... Iranian. I think he's put down Scottish on there. Has he? What's he put... Your screen keeps going dark, Marek. I don't know why. Like my heart. Like your heart. Mm -hmm. There we go. There we go. Um, uh, What's he want to be? Cambridgeshire, not Victoria. Oh, that's just saying he's from Melbourne. Um... Uh, I'm going to do this to Sean Connery um, oh he says he's half Irish half Maltese oh god
0: oh my word Maltese
1: what's Maltese accent like
0: Maltese was Freddie Mercury from Malta
1: no yes he was just do Freddie Mercury yeah. he was in no way from Malta <laughs> uh, do, do Freddie Mercury <laughs> his parents were from India same so, thing Um I've been to Malta four times. I can't think what the accent's like. Anyway. Must have rubbed off on your own accent quite a bit. Oh, it's (laughs) it's probably probably mine then. Yeah, probably slightly (laughs) Maltese. Right. It's going to be quite Irish. Uh, Sorry if you've seen this already. I'm not sure if I sent it to the right place first time round. Dear Marek, David, and anyone else in the room. That's you, Dave. Oh. Hi. I was interested by the casting in Talker It turns out that when Aubrey Peebles, the actress who plays the daughter, was born, Nicolas Cage was a reasonable 29 years old, but Rachel Nichols, the mother, was only 13. I wonder if there are any examples you can think of where actors are a completely inappropriate age for the role. It must happen a lot. I guess famous examples would be Ralph Macchio being 27 by the time Karate Kid 3 was made, or Sean Connery playing Harrison Ford's dad in Indiana Jones, even though Connery was only 11 when Ford was born. Thanks for the show, Steve Higgins, Melbourne, Cambridge, up are Victoria. P.S. Bad film with blue in the title. Blue's Brothers 2000. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Merrick had a theory that all films with blue in the title were great. Most um, of them are. So there's, a couple, there's a couple that uh, break the rule but yes, most of them are. Blue Lagoon? Blue Lagoon. Yeah, we've done
2: this, mate.
0: <laughs> um, on that question though, um, have you ever seen the remake of The Sweeney? Yes. It's repulsive. Right? Ray Winston is, he's having an affair with his chief superintendent's wife who's really young and he's really old and it's just there's a sex scene in it which is one of the most repulsive things oh. I've ever seen It's literally like an an old man obviously having it away with, with
1: Hayley what's her name yeah. well more and more they do that with uh, Nicholas Cage and things Tokarev's one example but yeah. um, there was one where he's got a romantic thing with Amber Heard I think it's he's like oh this is grubby. I know if they met in real life and fell in love that would be fine but, but you still have to watch it You've got have to imagine the mechanics oh. of them actually filming it as well. Like, yeah. Because it's a bit where you start going, Ooh, come Ooh. here. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a prune
2: rubbing up against an apple. It's, yeah. it's wrong, isn't it? But they were all like that, though, in the old... I watched the uh, um, Curse of Frankenstein uh, the other day with um, Peter Cushing. I can't remember the lady in it. Uh, but he was clearly, you know, 25 years older. Yeah. Uh, all the old stars were much older. But I think it's a good point. It's actors who are the wrong the wrong age, the, the, Ralph Mackie is quite good for karate kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah. he. he's, I couldn't believe when someone told me he was like 27, you were convinced that he was just 14 or 15. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any examples now. Um, Let's all have a Think, think for a while.
2: it's all a moment um, breaking the podcast.
1: I, I heard a rumour, I think it was, I'd, I would have to look this up now, that Sharon Horgan Played Johnny Depp's mum in something, and he's older than he's older. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: no! <laughs> think? Wow, that's what the British climate does to I you. I Think though, it, it a... was Sharon. That might really be someone else.
1: Might have been someone else. Yeah, I mean Johnny Depp looks young. I mean he's he's got he has a relationship with Amber Heard as well in uh, in the Rum Diaries, and he's what? Well, how old is he now? He's, well, he's seventy. Is he seventy? He's
2: seventy. He's seventy hundred well if you want to write in we've done that haven't we you've done that already thank you very much for your donations helping us to fund the podcast I really really appreciate it it's very kind of you all um, to help us keep going if you want to do
1: (laughs) (laughs) shall I do it yeah Thank you very much for everyone who's donated already. We do this for free, um, so your donations are the reason we keep making it and are able to keep making it. So, if you'd like to donate because you're a regular listener to the podcast, then please go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the links from there.
2: Thanks very much, everyone, as already. Um, let's go on to um, the uh, taking a pelman on one two three. Tell us what's it about.
0: Well, it, uh, I think all the films I've chosen since I've come to do this have. Uh, being one of those ones which you turn on the telly quite late at night and you, you start watching it and you just can't turn off and they yes. go to bed about four in the morning because you have to see it through to the end Helen 123 is probably the archetypical one of that film it's, as well. just, it's perfect I mean it, it, it's set in New York when it, New York was grubby and dirty and crime was all over the place before it got cleaned up in the sort of mid 70s and um, it's basically it's set on the New York subway system and uh, Robert Shaw plays like a British mercenary who hijacks one of the carriages of the subway and Walter Mazar, is the police officer who tries to to stop him on the way through it, but it's just it's so brilliantly scripted. It's such a fast, witty, quick-moving film. It's it just it, the whole thing feels like a, sort of like a roller coaster all the way through. Yeah. So it doesn't let up for a second. There's no sort of down moments. And it's so, it's so funny and smart and just sort of bam, bam, bam all the way through. It's just a really brilliant film.
1: It is the sort of uh, originator potentially. I think it is quite original. I mean, obviously there will have been thrillers and stuff before, mm. but. It, it it is clearly an influence on films like speed or any of the well, you know the the train genre now that uh, that um uh, Tony Scott got obsessed with in his latter years. It
0: was a big influence for Quentin Tarantino on the films that he made as well. I mean really? in fact actually in Reservoir Dogs the reason why the characters are called Mr you know Blonde, Mr Blue are based on the characters from The Taking of Pelham one, two, three. Right. And it was I mean you can see it's that sort of really pulpy everyone kinda of trash talks each other. It's very, very very, New York, which kind of offsets the Robert Shaw's British accent really, really well. It's like I'm taking a train. And it's uh, <laughs> but, it, but everyone's sort of swearing at each other, and it's like really sort of enraged New Yorker.
1: He what the hell does he keep doing? He's
0: stopping in the tunnel, and it's um, but everyone's everyone's really angry. The, the mayor's basically trying to get voted back in, and everyone's booing him wherever he goes. It's just it's just a really witty, funny film.
2: I mean, it, you really get a sense of the town. It's quite interesting. You really get a sense yeah, of New yeah. York from it, and the sense of the culture and how everyone talks to each other. you all the workers in the underground section. Yeah. The way the way they all there's some sort of hierarchy there and, and a way, the way uh, they're all really quite brash and quite rude and that gives a real sense of the city as well
1: yeah great I mean the subway's still exactly the same they may have cleaned up the city but uh, the subway they've done nothing to it's still a baffling dirty mess
0: it's, uh, there's one bit well, he's, Walter Mattar he has to show these, these members of the Japanese subway authority around uh, the thingy it's
2: a really good uh, way of introducing the actual uh, <laughs> uh, 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 taking some people on the tour as, <laughs>
1: Showing as, Japanese tourists yeah, around it's your sh- film. Odd
2: things, so, do you know? We'll, have it, we'll show Japanese tourists. <laughs> and be, can you get away with that? Yeah, you can get away with it. Get, it's, it's how they this.
1: introduce all of the areas at the beginning of Game of Thrones as well. They just take a group of Japanese tourists around.
0: And this here is the operation centre <laughs> where most of the film will be taking place. But of oh, course, it? it's at the opening shot of Walter Matto. He's, he's literally having a bit of a snooze as well. Yes. So it's kind of quite nice. Sort of it opens up on him like dribbling at his mouth.
1: I like a snoozy old man protagonist. I don't like these <laughs> young jumping over barriers he's uh, heroes. That, he's not even that. how how old was I but in his style isn't he he's not he's not a um, he's not a John McLean figure at all
2: but in your head I was watching it thinking in my head I think Walter Mattow is this really fat old man who basically the the inspiration for the main bloke in Up Um, yes but he's he's actually actually in shape he just got the old face but the cast is. uh, Robert Shaw amazing Um, Walter Mattow just these fantastic leading men who aren't the traditional good looking ones just yeah.
0: brilliant faces brilliant character he's got um, what's his name Hector e- 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 El- I can't remember the can pronunciation he's, he's in loads of stuff. he's a brilliant American e- Hector
2: e- El- Elizondo <laughs> yeah
0: he's, he's, in, he's in loads of stuff. I think he was in the West Wing or stuff like that but he's, he's brilliant in it as well he plays like this really sort of unhinged brass he's a psychopath that, you know, but he plays, uh, he's absolutely fantastic in it as
2: yeah, and uh, Martin Balsam, who's was brilliant as uh, Mr. Green. It, uh, the acting's great, and you like said he, we talked about all these film, Christian Eder films being long. The pace of this, yeah. It's like a train going. You know, there's
0: no waste on it at all. It, mm-hmm. Literally, every single thing in it is for is for a purpose. So every scene is like something that's because that needs to happen or that needs yes. to happen. And it's just the the dialogue in it is just so witty and just fast paced. And it they really it's, it's a really it feels really really realistic. I mean, I've never actually been to New York, so I don't know, but. Just the thing—the way that people talk to each, you know, yes. each other it's just—it's really sort of like bam, 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 bam. It,
1: it feels to me because New York is is such a character in so many films as well. I mean, yeah. in that way that there is a New York style of speaking and a sort of attitude to everything that. Um, just in the same way, there is a London one, but the New York, New York one seems to be more entertaining to watch than people just being horrible to each other. Mm-hmm. But um, Ghostbusters, I think, probably evokes it in, in yeah, a similar yeah. way, you know, where you just get this sense of the place. Yeah, like a big city, don't no, Whereas actually, the Spider Man films, I think, fail to do that. You know, yeah. where New York is very. Is it New York, actually, Spider Man? Yes, it is, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, and uh, you don't get a sense for that. It's all rather clean and yeah. there's no. One... It's it, it, it's it's older films that really got that. I yeah,
0: think. that sort of feeling ends. Yeah, yeah, Ghostbusters is a very good one. Good one for that. But, um, they, after that film came out, though, then the, the 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 subway authorities wouldn't let a train leave Pelham at one twenty three for for years. I think they do now, but they wouldn't do it for years afterwards as a superstition, just based wow. on that particular film. Because the reason the train is called Pelham one two three is it's, it leaves Pelham at one twenty three, so that's the name of that oh. particular train.
1: So there's a uh, so um, they were afraid of copycat acts of terrorism they're very Cause, su- terrorists love movies
0: yeah they do and they're very superstitious people the New Yorkers as well yeah um, you know it's...
2: they should you should do that give yourself a name and second half you be what time you left the house
0: yes yeah, so I'll be David 10.25 like, uh, I left about 12.40 to get here
2: <laughs> is that the first time you left the house
0: <laughs> to that yeah. Yeah. So I, be... went to the, I went to the garage to get some oranges what time was that that was quite about mm. nine. So what would it be, David? About, David about nine. David nine o five.
1: David nine o five. I like David nine o five. Sounds like a robot from uh, from the island. I'd be David one two three zero. Are you going to do it that way? Not David twelve thirty. Well, twelve. I left before twelve thirty. Actually, It'd be more David 1,2 Ooh. What would you
2: do if you What talking you do if you talk to them and You haven't left the house. If you do what? If you haven't left the house and you're talking
0: to someone, you're zero. Zero. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have any name or any title. No, I, I was just doing two zeros. Uh-oh. No. Oh, oh.
1: <laughs> um, have you seen the remake of Pelham <laughs> <Helen 123>, 123? Starring <laughs> Denzel Washington as the voice of Walter Maddow Absolutely. and um, yeah. John Travolta as the baddie. It, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going no, to be a it, 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 To be fair, it's not. It's an alright... Is it Tony Scott? It's t- Well, this is, what's, this is what I um, alluded to briefly earlier. Tony Scott his last two films before his untimely death yeah, course, were yeah. uh, Pelham 123 and then Unstoppable another train movie with Denzel Washington mm-hmm. um, just think what Denzel should do now, be doing now about his 8th train movie it would be just constant train movies I wonder if his train obsession is what finally did for him Denzel the Tank <laughs> Denzel the Tank Engine Denzel the Tank
0: Engine yeah, yeah. that'd be great The Denzel children. children
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, very good I think it's more more of um, uh, yeah everyone think about training the Denzel Express oh, um, a murder
2: murder on the, on the Denzel name? Express well, I was doing Mur- polar Express I, 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 mine would be murder on the Orient Denzel
1: yeah <laughs> or Denzel on the Orient yes. Express the Cassandra oh, the Cassandra Denzel yes oh,
2: good yeah um, I mean this is a fun game you can play at home putting Denzel
1: Washington into your uh, train film training day he's already in Denzel day <laughs>
2: But that's not. <laughs> ordinary, it? It's not a train film, though, is it? I was
1: stretching the formula. Denzel Day with Denzel Washington. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, good luck, Denzel. And I hope you may- maybe switch to other, you know, transport mode genres. We well, did do the the plane one, didn't he? The, um Oh, uh, what's it called?
1: Flight. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where he plays a drunken pilot. He um... probably
2: said, "Can we?" Could Is there we anyway consider this in a train?
1: Could the plane be on tracks for most of the and, film And can I be the driver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, there's a lot of uh, lot of scenes from the Book of Eli they just couldn't use because he's just pretending <laughs> to be a train as he goes around the desert. Yeah, and a, and a spectacular oh. landing it makes just him just stopping it. <laughs> right.
2: and, uh, a brief Denzel.
1: What's that? A brief, brief encounter. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, this, is quite, yeah. this is quite a good fun. Yeah. Um, Why email us in your Denzel Washington train film? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, we'll read that will read out in about two or three weeks' time and completely forgotten what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to, then do email us. Email us, gmail.com Um. Thanks, Dave. Are you do anything? Do you know? want to plug anything, Dave? Um. No, I'm not. I don't believe in plugging. Good man. Good man. Well, we'll be back next week when we'll be talking about yet more films. Turner. And Hooch. <laughs> we'll be back. No. Yeah, talk, we're going to be talking about... Uh, we're going to be talking about... It's an art-themed episode next week where we'll be talking about Mr Turner and Genta. Tim's Vermeer. So we'll we'll be back next week. Keep watching the films. Keep watching the films. Goodbye.